0: hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I wanna thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vince Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, I'm here this afternoon with a a great guy. I think you're gonna enjoy getting to know him. This is Connor C. He's joining us for a a time with First Person, and we're going to get to know him just a little bit. Connor is new to our area, new to our church, and new to our church staff. So uh, I know that you'll enjoy getting to see a little bit about him. Pardon the C part there. I just had to throw that in there, a little humor. Um, But no, it's going to be good. Connor is serving in our church as the associate children's minister. I guess you would say it that way. Uh, And with Rebecca Mickle, who's our children's minister, and his emphasis would be on uh, preteens, I guess, fifth, sixth graders, I guess, something along that line. Yeah. So this is an exciting time in our church, exciting time in the life of our church to be able to have someone come in. And be able to work with those kids like that. And so, man, I've got grandchildren in that group. And so I am so excited that you're here. So, Connor, good to have you, man. Tell us just a little bit about Connor. First of all, like we always do in the South, just tell us where you're from. Where are you from? So give that to us.
1: Yeah, well, it is great to be on the podcast. Um, I am actually originally from the upstate of South Carolina in a town called Spartanburg, South Carolina.
0: So that's your that's where you originally
1: Born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. raised. That's yeah. where my family still is. So yeah.
0: And so you still and is it were you part of a large family? Tell us about your family.
1: Yeah, so we're a pretty tight knit group. So when I came down here that was pretty shocking. But my dad's got three brothers and a lot of cousins. So we're very close. We do a lot of things together. Yeah. I'm missing them a little bit, but Uh I'm glad to be down here.
0: Yeah. So is it Spartanburg proper or is it like a town? You know, because like being in Coleman, you always have to start somewhere else. You say, well, do you know where Birmingham is? Do you know where Huntsville is? Well, if you go south from Huntsville, you go north from Birmingham, you know. Right. But it's really actually, it really is Spartanburg?
1: It's, yeah, it's, I'm really actually Spartanburg. (laughs) Yeah. I always tell people I'm an hour south of Charlotte, three hours north of Atlanta.
0: Okay, so. yeah. Well, Spartanburg's pretty; it's pretty well known town. I don't mm-hmm. know what size what size town is Spartanburg.
1: Uh, the entire county is probably eighty seven thousand. Okay. So, and it's getting a lot bigger. We're getting a minor league baseball team.
0: Wow. So it's, well, just as a point of emphasis, how many WalMarts do you have? I mean that's the well, barometer, that right? Is the barometer. And, and that is the, the two barometer. Two Walmart's and Coleman that really yeah, says. I know that's, that's a big deal, man. I'm telling you. So I. So. Well, in
1: <laughs> actual, the actual town of Sparmer, probably only two. So well, hey, I, look at he it. Coleman's a bustling town. <laughs> <It's>
0: a bustling, <laughs> hustling, bustling city. So you grew up there, brothers and sisters?
1: I have one sister. She's older. Her name's Reagan.
0: Okay. And uh, so you went to school there in Spartanburg? <laughs> uh, elementary school? Yep. Middle school? Tell us about that.
1: So I went through, we do school districts instead of city and county schools. So there's seven school districts in Spartanburg County. I went to District 6, not that that matters, but... I went all the way up through elementary, middle, and high school, and then I actually went down to Columbia to the University of South Carolina for college.
0: Okay, to Columbia. Yeah, we were giving you a hard time about your your jersey
1: uh, or your shirt.
0: Yeah, yes. I didn't
1: even think about that. When I did the announcements on Sunday, I did not even think about the Gamecocks polo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so— so Connor goes up to do the welcome and all that sort of stuff with his kids. But, you know, we decided, and Tom Tom shared shared this, He, if you're man enough, man, if you own it, own it. Go that's right. It. It's okay. It's cool. That's right. So, yeah, that's great. And so you went, That so after high school, that's where you went to college, right? Yes, sir. And Ted, what did you study in college? Then? So
1: I got a degree in elementary education with, I have a minor in early childhood, and I have... It's not a minor, but it's an add-on in counseling education.
0: Okay. So, so yeah. So you, you have all sorts of knowledge about young and huh? I, I think so. Say. Yeah. Well, that's good. So during college, mm-hmm. uh, this is my understanding, that you did your summers. What did you tell us about your summers?
1: Yeah. So I, I needed something to work with children. That's what I wanted to do. I knew God was calling me to work with children in some capacity. And there's not schools open in the summertime. So I decided to look for camps. And our children's pastor at my home church told me about Century Kid, and so mm-hmm. I applied. knew nothing about it and did three summers with Century Kid.
0: Wow! And so that was a that was a great growing experience for you, I guess. Like it was.
1: I, it was, and the connections made through Century Kid that's where I met my wife, Savannah.
0: That was what I I had heard that, and that was going. So how did that come about?
1: So we worked our second summer together on the same team, and I, I had long hair and. She still befriended me and allowed me to take her out on a date afterwards. And then I actually met Rebecca, and I had a connection through Coleman First Baptist at Shaco Springs okay. my first summer. I just so happened to hop on the back of the van during okay. a rainstorm, and that's how I met Rebecca, and now I'm here.
0: Now you're here. The, re- the is. rest is history. So I, I, I guess to sum it all up, Centricate Kid's a pretty big deal in your life if you it think is. about it. It yeah. is. It
1: is. When I worked at Century Kid, I knew one day I'd want to be in ministry. I felt the Lord was calling me to ministry. I thought it was years down the road. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to teach a lot longer than I did. But the Lord called me here to Coleman, and it yeah. was all through the connections made through Century Kid. So, right.
0: and so you you did that in the summertime, mm-hmm. while, and then while you were in college, you know you did that. But then. You finished your degree, mm-hmm. and then after that, you sought a teaching position. Is that correct?
1: I did. I decided to go back to Spartanburg with my family, and I taught at the school district that I went to as a kid. Okay, which was really a neat experience, and I taught three years there.
0: Wow. So, so did you think you'd ever leave teaching, or are you, mm-hmm. you never know? You never know about those kind of things.
1: Well, I thought I was going to be in ministry at some point, but I, I did think I was going to teach for at least 10, 12 years, and when the Lord. Opened up this position for me and, and called me here. It was a lot sooner than we thought, but this is where he wants us to be.
0: This is what he and you. You know,
1: absolutely. You know,
0: you know when when you're doing what God calls you to do. Absolutely. So, well, having to, having said that, tell us about tell us about your salvation experience. I know I know it just from what I can tell listening to you talk about your parents mm-hmm. and that you probably grew up in church yes right? yes so how did your salvation experience take place did you just come to know christ in a, in a
1: well my parents are a major influence on my sister and i we go to they go to the same church they got married in where my mom grew up in we got dedicated there and everything so like church was not an option growing up it was something we did every week and i got saved on an evangel the little um i think the cubes that they took to guatemala actually yeah. which is kind of cool to see at vbs when i was eight years old um and after that i you know didn't really know what it meant to be saved or what it meant to have a relationship with the lord i just knew that was something i had to do and better make the decision sooner than later so right and that's why you know going you know, getting older, growing, growing up more. I didn't really appreciate what true salvation meant. So I was probably in high school or college. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably my first year, of century kid, when I was able to share the gospel and and lead a, a kid to Christ. That's when I realized yeah. how impactful yeah. Christ's salvation is.
0: There's, there's nothing quite like that, is there? When you know, when you feel like you've impacted someone, it's absolutely, like, and and then and God seems so real to you because you're like. Hey, I, I've been. He's used. He's used me. I, I, I've been a vehicle for his message. Or say, so. it just makes you. you Absolutely. Don't know. As well, a believer, it makes you you understand. I guess. And there's
1: it? something so impactful watching somebody learn the joy of Christ, and like you said, being a part of it is just another. It's another level. Like I was not very. Deep in my faith, I didn't really read the Bible much. I didn't really—I mean, I enjoyed going to church, but I didn't really—I didn't really grow in my relationship with Christ until since your right. kid, and that's when I realized I was like, "This is a great responsibility that I have sharing the gospel. I need to make sure that I'm growing as well right. in my faith."
0: It is kind of amazing how, because so many people that that I talked with, talk with myself included, you you accept Christ and you know that you did. But as you go through your early growing up years and into high school and stuff like that, you, you, you sort of go through the motions, but it's not really going through the motions because you're being trained. Absolutely. You know, you're getting, you know, you're part of student ministry, you're part of children, whatever it is, and you don't even really realize it. And then all at once at some point, uh, it, it's like, cha you know, oh, so yeah. this, okay, this, this makes sense. This is what you had in mind for
1: me. And it's, it's crazy once you figure out that moment to look back at everything that God had placed in your life up to then, yeah. the, the leaders he placed in your life and the teachers, your parents. Sure. And it's really neat to see, oh, God, I could see how you were working in my right. life long before I realized it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, uh, I just recently had a lady pass away who was my high school choir director, and uh, but she was also a minister of music. And I've, I've shared this story with people. She is the person that steered me in the direction, gave me opportunities, encouraged me to be involved in church and in worship ministry and in music and those kind of things, you know. And so it's always most everyone, especially believe you can look back and you can say, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but they were willing to pour into me. They saw something that probably I never saw. And so now, as a as a minister yourself, now you get to do the same thing. You get to, mm-hmm. and these these kids, like you said, as you minister to them as they grow in the Lord, they'll never really at this stage understand exactly what's happening, but the but the goal is sometime sometime down the line as they grow and they mature, they they look back and they say, God, right. you know, he he put he poured into us, you know, so I, I think that's incredible.
1: It's all about planting seeds, you know, it's. A lot of times you don't see the, the fruit that you, you plant because, oh, no. like, I mean, they, it's years. I had a youth pastor that was at our church for eight months, and he's the, he was one of the main reasons I'm here today. Yeah.
0: You know, Tom shares a story where the man who's the pastor at First Gardendale down the road, he actually, when he, early in his ministry, he pastored the church where Tom went in Murray, Kentucky. And they were out there um, playing basketball outside. And he came out there as, as Kevin Ham. he came out there and he shot basketball with them. And then he pastored. you know he came there wow. as a as a student, and he came there to pastor their little church. And later on, here's Tom pastoring, and here he is pastoring down the road. It's just always interesting the way God uses stuff like that. Well, and
1: similar story with that. The youth pastor that was there for eight months, he ended up taking a church in Columbia. Yeah. And So that oh. was really neat to, he served me, and then I got to serve alongside him. Yeah, and when was, you were in school, mm-hmm, it was I was I worked yeah. with him at church at his church. It was, it All was kind right. of a really cool full circle moment. Yeah, it's crazy how the Lord works like oh, that. Oh, it's
0: neat. So you, you mentioned your parents. Tell 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 us what your what do your parents do, uh, for a living? And your dad, your mom. What mm-hmm. kind of stuff do they do?
1: So my mom is a teacher. Okay. So she's teaching's in our in our blood. Okay. And uh, we have a long line of teachers in our family. Oh, okay. And then my dad is a pharmaceutical rep.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So he, so so that is neat that you had that kind of upbringing. So you knew what you were getting into when you went for the teaching thing. I right? did. She
1: tried to talk, talk me out of it, <laughs> not because she thought teaching was a bad profession, but she only wanted the best teachers. Sure. You know, when you're working with children or working with people of any kind, you got to be fully committed.
0: Oh yeah, and so what did what did you say that did she teach in elementary school? She or? does. Yeah. So she
1: was a computer lab teacher for years, and then now she's a math uh, right. specialist. So she does math curriculum.
0: Yeah, all pretty much in that same Spartanburg area. Mm-hmm. Same
1: school. Yeah, so, same school. Well,
0: so that's neat. So, uh, so we mentioned them. We've got that. We know what they did. We kind of know your uh, background and how they're how they influenced you. So, so tell us about Savannah. You guys, you said you guys met at for Kid. Um, give us that kind of not to be inquiry minds, one of them. No, but give us the kind of the play by how that came about because that's well, really cool.
1: It is, and I could talk about Savannah all day. But you know, when you work at Century Kid, you know, anytime you work with ministry, it can be spiritually draining, and working at camp is also physically and mentally draining. And it was one of those things where we were on the same team. We did a lot of the same jobs. And we really relied on each other spiritually for encouragement, motivation, and not only that, you know, helping our jobs. So we got very close really quickly. But her or I were never looking for a relationship Right. as Century Kid. We, Our mission was to be there to share the gospel. Right. And I think in doing that, the Lord blessed both of us. Right. Um, yeah. That's neat. Uh, he blessed me a lot. I don't know if she would say the same thing. <laughs> no, but She would agree. She, um... <laughs> We left camp that summer, and realized that you know the other person is very special, and decided to continue yeah. a friendship that turned into a relationship.
0: That that is so neat. And by the way, for those of you listening, if, if we keep referring to Savannah, uh, but Savannah was Savannah Smith, and she's she grew up in this church, and uh, her mom and dad. Are very involved. Her grandmother and grandfather are here. Uh, Her dad helps us in media ministry tremendously. He he does pro presenter and runs it every week. And then Savannah's mom is a as a teacher in the children's department, and she's like legendary. She's been there just forever. And so, man, those are special people. So you married you married into some special folks. I guess it's a
1: it's a great family. And yeah. That's part of the draw to Coleman First Baptist Mm -hmm. is their love and their years of service. Oh, yeah. they I mean, both of them are humble servants of the Lord. And, you know, Phyllis sang in the choir. Oh, yeah. And they love Coleman First Baptist. They love this church family. So when Savannah and I were thinking about the decision to move here, they made it very easy by showing how special this place is.
0: Well, years ago... uh, when I was a teenager, I went to church at First Baptist in Hansville, which is just down the road. And Phyllis and Wade, Wade retired out of the military and that's where they moved back to, was handsful, And so I actually got to know them and some close friends of theirs way, 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 way back. And then when I came here to First Baptist, they were here. But I've known, um, we go a long way back, known those folks. And, and as I say, all of them just precious people. And so, yeah, and God has blessed First Baptist with a lot of folks like yeah. that. Um, so
1: And, you know, that family, you know, we the Bible talks about being equally yoked with your partner and, so when I was looking for somebody to, to date and eventually marry, I was so th- you know Savannah and I come from very similar backgrounds, and I was so thankful that her parents and her grandparents both valued mm-hmm. not only valued loving the Lord, but valued being in church, and sure. not only that, but volunteering and serving. Yeah. Um, and so like Savannah and I come from very similar yeah family you know family oh. mindsets. Oh yeah,
0: and and like I say, that's a I mean, it's a wonderful thing too that you get to, you kind of continue the the legacy, I guess. And Savannah, what does she do work wise?
1: Savannah is a physical therapist through okay. ATI. And I,
0: and that and that means
1: she, uh, if you got an injury or oh, okay. recovering from surgery or yeah, um, any kind of recovery, she can help you. Yeah. You know, strengthen back muscles and.
0: So does she work here locally, or she
1: does? She works at uh, ATI here in Coleman. Okay,
0: yeah. I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I remember when she was in school doing that, and that's a that's a that's a serious degree, really trying to get it is you know, accredited and be able to do that. So yes. I, can, cool.
1: I have my bachelor's, and she's a doctorate. So <laughs> people like to rub that in.
0: Oh, she she would never rub that in, <laughs> no. would she? Okay, so let's talk for just a second before yeah. we close. Um, Let's talk about your ministry aspect. Like, if if I were to, you know, have children that are in would be in your age group, uh, and they were to come into First Baptist Church, how mm-hmm. do, how does the this particular ministry how's it going to operate? How's that going to work? Because I know it's all kind of under under the umbrella of children's ministry, but at the same time, these are preteens, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even noticed, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but like my granddaughter, she's a sixth grader. Well, the things that work for a second grader are just not the same as they are for, a sixth, you know, fifth and sixth graders and stuff like that. So just give us a kind of a, a thumbnail sketch of how, yep. how this ministry will work and Absolutely. what's going to happen.
1: Well, the focus of this ministry is fifth and sixth grade. That is all we focus on. And so... Like you said, the things that for children's ministry for second and third grade just don't work. Right. And a lot of these kids are having conversations at school that 15, 16-year-olds would have had 10 years ago. Right, But this ministry, what I'm super excited about, Savannah and I are both, is that everything we do is geared towards this age group. This age group. From the activities that we do to the lessons that we teach, it is all geared towards preteens. And it's, I mean, we're our own thing. Yeah, we're that bridge between children and youth. And what's one thing exciting about this ministry is there's not a lot like it here in right. Coleman. Oh, no. And, you know, the church really values every age group mm-hmm. in this church. And it shows through having this ministry. Yeah. But we got a lot of exciting things coming. We got a leadership retreat coming up in August. We're going to do a lot of uh, fun Sunday nights. I call them sixth Sundays. Mm -hmm. Every six weeks, we're going to have something here at the church, Yeah, just a fellowship night. Our Sunday mornings and our Wednesday nights are going to be large group and small groups focusing on lessons that are geared more towards that age group. group. So, you know, we'll start diving into deeper topics Yeah, and really scaffolding them to kind of study the gospel on their own and study the Bible and learning how to do that.
0: Wow. My understanding is I've heard Tom say this, that really what you what used to be middle school ministry, you know, in years past is now this ministry, fifth and sixth grade, because they're they're so aware and they know so much and they're exposed to so many different things, you know.
1: And, you know, one thing is teaching kids how to have discernment. And that's one thing that Savannah and I feel very passionate about teaching kids hey, maybe don't look at that on social media. Hey, maybe don't say those things, mm-hmm. even though the other kids at school are saying it. Right, And it's so easy to fall into the trap of of peer pressure. But one thing that we want to teach is, this is what the gospel says, and this is how you should be as a Christian. What does it look like in school, on teams, And right. that's what we're going to focus on with the leadership retreat. It's just yeah. how to be a leader that is a leader like Christ. Yeah,
0: I, I, I almost kind of see it as like, kind of like jumping ahead you know like like yes like what used to happen you know and the other thing too is you know uh, kids would come into the youth department I was a youth minister too everybody I think everyone was a youth minister at some at one time, time but yeah. yeah and at that time uh, I was I was music and youth but we you know I was trying I always try to figure out how to operate this thing in a way that would benefit the most and even back then I had a I had the sixth grade boys and sixth grade girls divided into their own classes because where where I was at the time, middle school started with the sixth grade. Right. You know, and so it was like six, you know, so um, it's been that way. But with, and this is before all of the things that, you know, the media things are exposed to. And and I know people say, you know, you hear them say all the time, you know, I say, well, there was temptation back when I was a child, you know, I mean, it was, but, but really and truly, in a day that we live with all of the, the the stuff just so available you know it's like it i mean you know you're putting th- you you they have access to things that their minds are just not ready to right. handle
1: and it's sad the fact that a lot of stuff created today is geared towards teaching children what the it was opposite of the gospel exactly um i think you know you said being proactive it, i think that is so important to be proactive instead of reactive when it comes to ministry you got to stay a step ahead and it gets younger and younger it seems like every year Yeah, it
0: does and it seems like too there's such a fine line between our like parenting or in my case grandparenting but um there's that you don't you want to shelter them from but you but but you can't shelter them to their own detriment. Right. So that's that's the hard part. That's where, to me, that it's so incredible that we have somebody with that particular age group to say, because if if ever if ever there's an age group that needs really some special extra special care then that's yeah. it so man i'm excited for you i'm i i'm excited about the opportunity to get to know you i'm excited about your ministry and of course love savannah known her for a long time and known her parents but most of all i'm just excited that god has called you to first baptist church and um Man, in closing, is there anything any message that you want to give to us? Just fire away. This is your this is your opportunity. Something have you got a beef? I mean, no, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, no, you know, there was this, yeah.
1: No, I wanna just say how thankful Savannah and I are of how welcoming Coleman First Baptist has been. Um, there's really not been a transition. We've come in and it feels like from the get go, we've been members here for a right. long time and People everybody here is just so friendly and inviting and loving and it is so neat to see that the Holy Spirit is evident here at Coleman first baptist.
0: We're, we are really blessed. Hey, I mean if you'll let them love on you, they'll love on you. I promise they Absolutely. will. So it's a great it's a great place to be. So Connor, thank you so much for setting aside a little time on a Thursday afternoon when you could be doing I don't know what. But uh, thank you for setting us out a little time and coming by and just sitting down and chatting. And I mean, I will be excited to see where all this goes and look forward to to enjoy and being part of that, you know. And helping you—you you, you're going to need. You talk about leadership. You're going to need people to join, ju- pile in there with you, and to help you. And so we we'll, we'll all try to do that so and that's it for today man thanks for coming by we've enjoyed having you on first person so you've now done a first person podcast man we appreciate what you do and and love you and and look forward to the days to come
1: well thank you thank you chuck all
0: right thank you for listening to first person i want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family